everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show. So glad you're here today. You guys, today, maybe it's just me like geeking out about this kind of stuff, but I am so excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about organizing. Like, I don't know why this is such a thrill for me, but I love this topic so much. And so I have got the perfect person here with us today, Abby Smith of True Treasure Organization. She's going to share with us a little bit about her story. So Abby, why don't you just take it away? Do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what got you into the world of organization? Absolutely. So I think that I've always been an organized person, um, but it wasn't until like I was in my early 20s, I was going to school full time, working full time. And I kind of got to the point where I was just getting frustrated with, you know, keeping up with like the piles of clothes and everything. And I was like, there has got to be a better way to do this. So I started just kind of doing some research on my own and just looking for different organizing techniques and everything. And I kind of just went through my space and started implementing those. And immediately I was like, wow, like I kind of feel different and this looks a lot better and it's way easier to maintain. So um, at the same time, I'm working in a daycare facility. And so not long after I did this personally, we kind of came up with the idea to do it in our classroom. So we went through and we, you know, took out a lot of the toys um, and just different activities so that we could rotate them in and out. And like immediately the whole vibe of the classroom changed. Like the kids were, you know, more engaged with what they were doing. Um, they weren't overstimulated. So there was a lot less conflict. And I just was like, wow, this is amazing, you know. After we did that in the classroom, I was now kind of aware of, you know, this change. And so as I was, you know, babysitting different families and stuff on the side as well, I started just kind of observing how their homes were set up. And what I realized is like there was a direct correlation with how they interacted with one another and how they felt based on like how their home was organized and whether it was decluttered or not. So wow. this was kind of where, you know, my passion started and I realized like, hey, I really want to go out and help people um, be able to, you know, have this freedom. And that's kind of where the idea of the business started. That is so cool. It's so crazy to me that there is so there are so many studies out there now about how our environment affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, like, and the fact that you were able to see that in kids is crazy. Like that says so much. And I I do want to touch on something as well, because what I love about your business is that you, you do talk about the practicals of organization. Like that's what you do, but the heart is so special because you're helping women with more than just cleaning up their homes. You actually have a, this amazing deeper intention, which is organizing so that women can devote more time and energy to their purpose, passions, and people. So like, how have you seen that come through with your organizing? Like, how have you found that being organized actually contributes to someone's overall well-being and fulfillment? Yeah. So I kind of think it impacts like four major parts of our well-being as women. The first being physically 
Um, I don't think we realize how much time and energy we spend trying to keep up with our homes on a daily basis. Mm. And so, you know, for example, if your home is really cluttered and you want to, you know, let's say do the dishes, like that really should be a 10 minute task. But, you know, if you don't have a spot for everything and you're playing Tetris, trying to get everything in the cupboards, (laughs) or you're looking at the countertops and they're piled up with stuff, you know, you can get lost for two hours trying to fix that. And again, it should have been like a 10 minute task. So I, for example, like I have my house set up that every room, you know, I can spend 10 to 15 minutes at most cleaning it and getting it tidied back up. And I maybe pick one or two rooms every day. So I'm never spending, you know, hours a week on this. And I think that that's something that all women can achieve. And that gives you more time to take care of yourself, whether you want to, you know, start eating more healthy foods or exercising or even just more self-care in the evenings. It provides you the time for that. And then moving on to the mental piece, you know, clutter, like you mentioned, like your environment impacts you so much. So, you know, when you have a lot of clutter, like it really can trigger anxiety and depression. Um, It also, you know, people will have a lot of feelings of embarrassment, so they may not be interacting socially as much. Um, You know, maybe they want to host a family meal at their house or, you know, something like that, but they don't because they have this sense of embarrassment. So Mm. when you're able to, again, go through and, you know, organize and declutter your space, you're then able to, you know, have room to be creative, have room to think, um, and all those negative feelings go away. So that's, that's the mental piece. And then next would be the spiritual piece. And as you mentioned, my company is called True Treasure Organization, and it's after Matthew chapter six. So in the Bible, it talks about not storing up treasures for yourself here on earth, but storing up treasures in heaven, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I think Mm. this is just so important because it shows us that God realizes how our possessions can impact us and be a distraction. You know, if we're so concerned all the time about getting new items or, you know, storing new items, we're missing out on what really matters, which is having relationships with people, you know, living in our purpose and, you know, doing the passions that God has provided us with. So again, that's the spiritual piece. And then lastly, um, as far as the financial piece, when you are organized and decluttered, you're going to end up saving a ton of money in the long run because you're not out buying duplicates of items. Um, You're able to actually recognize when you're at the store, like, okay, I actually need this, or this is something that, you know, would really bring me joy, you know, in my home. Yeah. So you're likely to not be impulse buying as well. So again, those are like the four main reasons that I think it impacts our well-being as women so much. That's huge. And that's super interesting because I think when I, when I hear people talking about organization or decluttering, it's always that physical and mental, emotional side of things, like how our environment affects us in those ways, like, oh, it can make us feel overwhelmed or embarrassed or stressed and, and nobody wants to live that way. But the fact that it's also connected to our spiritual health and even can affect our finances, I think those are two keys 
two key facets of this that are really often overlooked. So I love that you pinpoint those as well. Um, especially that verse, you're so right. In the Bible, it talks about how God, he, he understands how possessions and, you know, chasing more and more, whether it's money or things or whatever that that does damage to us. And so it's so interesting. Like you're so right. He warns us all throughout scripture, not to focus on those things. It's so crazy. That verse where I think it's, um, in the similar passage, or I don't remember right now off the top of my head, maybe Matthew six, um, but where it talks about how don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink, what you're going to wear, you know, all of that though. And then it says, those are thoughts of unbelievers. And I just remember reading that one time and being like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I never even thought about that because I, I spend so much time stressed about my stuff and like organizing. I've got stuff all over and it's like, okay, well maybe the problem is I just don't need all the stuff. Like it's cluttering my life so much that you're right. Like I can't focus on my purpose. I can't focus on my relationships. I'm so stressed and overwhelmed by my environment, especially working from home too, like all these things that I really can't show up as my best. Exactly. And I think we're in such an interesting time in society because what has happened is, you know, unlike any other generation before us, we have so much access to purchasing stuff, whether it be online mm. or in the store. Um, and society has taught us how to do that well. But what hasn't happened is had, you know, society has not come along and taught us how to deal with that um, and how to bring it in and out of our home. Mm. That's so true. That's such a good point. And it's, it's crazy to me even thinking like, as a mom, my kids are being exposed to this too. And so for me, it's almost a check now that I have a son who sees things and he's like, Oh, I want this. I want this. Or every time we go out, he thinks that we need to get something. And, and I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Like I need to check myself, my own habits. Like how often am I like, Oh, I want that so bad. Like I see an ad and it gets me every time or whatever it may be. It's like in the long run, going back to your point financially, it's costing us more to maintain all of this, whether it's financially or emotionally than it is worth it, you know, to even have all the stuff. So what are some practical strategies or tips that you recommend for women to get started on this whole like organization journey so they can actually create space for the things that matter? Yeah, I would say, um, first of all, just take things one step at a time. You know, don't start out with the intention, like I'm going to organize and declutter my whole house in one weekend <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> it's just not practical and you're just going to end up, you know, with a big mess and feeling super frustrated at the end. And then the next thing is make sure that your space is actually functional for you and your family. I think mm. today when we hear about organizing and decluttering, you know, there's so many TV shows out there and different articles that we see. And, you know, there's some great tips and everything within those, but it's important to recognize that you don't have to have an Instagram worthy system to, mm. you know, be functional. So don't try to, you know, go out and make it look the best, but actually pick things and set up systems that work for you and your family. And then I also would just say, don't be afraid to ask for help, um, especially the decluttering process. It can be super emotional because a lot of the items that we have in our homes, 
we've had for a long time. Um, they, you know, have lots of memories tied to them. And also, you know, sometimes they're items that have been passed down from other people. And it's really hard to be able to kind of separate your emotions from those items sometimes. So that's yeah. why professional organizers exist. And, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. I love that. That's such a good point. It's so true. I have accountability in my sister-in-law. She's like my best friend. And one of the things we do is every time she comes to Texas to visit me, we sit down and we go through my closet and I'm like, okay. Cause I'm one of those people that hold on to something for, Oh, what if I have this event to do or like this occasion, like I may need this someday. And she's the person will be like, no, I've never seen you wear that. You don't need it. You know? And it's so helpful right to have somebody like an organizer or a friend or somebody who can just be honest with you and kind of detach the emotions. It is crazy how we attach so much sentimental value or emotion to something that really, I mean, there've been times when I get rid of something and I'm like, Oh, I don't even miss it when it's gone. But when I had it, it felt like, Oh, it's impossible to let this go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have clients tell me all the time, you know, okay, this wasn't that difficult, but I think I just needed someone to talk me through it and help make yep. those decisions. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And then to your point of functionality, I think that is one of the most important conversations that can be had about organization. And I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on it because I know that's one thing um, my family and I, we currently live in a really small space. Y'all may have heard me talk about before, but we live in a barn dominium. It's 900 square feet. There's three of us in here and my son's trucks take up like 80% of the space. So we're always like trying to get creative with storage options or like trying to find places to put stuff. And when I started thinking about, you know, the functionality or like the purpose of the space and, and having those conversations, it really did help me so much. And so like for us, the bedroom is a place where we just really want it to function as a space for rest, where we don't feel distracted by work, where we're not, you know, like stressed and, and unable to actually enjoy winding down because there's just stuff everywhere. And so what we've done is just try to make it a space that supports that goal. And so we don't have a TV in our room. Like we've decluttered other things. I mean, I'm sitting in our bedroom right now, so this is not the perfect example, but you guys know what I mean? And so like, how do you talk to people about those conversations and, and trying to get them to think about like, what, what purpose do you actually want this space to serve for you? Yeah, I think that that is a huge piece. Um, especially in helping people get motivated to want to go through that process. Mm. Because when you're able to actually look at the space um, and picture it, how you want it, it's a lot easier to go through the process. And I always like the idea of when you're decluttering, you shouldn't start out by going, okay, what do I not want? You should always start out with saying, what do I want in this space? Mm. And that's what you look at first. And then it makes it so much easier to get rid of the rest because you recognize it's not supporting your goal. That's so good. I love that. I think that's such a good way to look at it because that's where I get caught up a lot of the time is I'll start going through things and it's like, don't need this, don't need this, don't need this. And when I don't have a clear vision for like what I, I actually want that space, the purpose that I want it to serve or like the goal for that area or how I want it to function well, I just bring more stuff in. 
and I don't even realize it. And so I think you're so right. Like having a clear idea of what you want the space to be, to, to look like, or to feel like emotionally or to how you want it to function in your space. Like that helps so much when you are considering bringing new things in really, like it kind of serves like a filter. So how do you talk to people? Like once they've started organizing and getting into the maintenance phase, then how do you teach people to keep it decluttered and not go right back? <laughs> yeah. So um, once you go through that process, I think for most people, like you're aware of the change that's occurred. So mm. you are going to be less likely to go out and impulse buy um, or add to the clutter. But at the same time, like this is real life and we're all busy and things do tend to start piling up again. So um, one thing that I would say is kind of like I talked about earlier about what I do in my own home is just being able to have a schedule that has pockets of time throughout the week, just short amounts of time where you can maintain, um, you know, the space that you've set up. And one thing that I do offer for my clients is helping them to develop that schedule because sometimes it's easier coming from someone else, you know, looking at your schedule totally. and yeah, you doing it yourself. Um, and then another thing is I recommend that people declutter at least at a minimum twice a year, um, probably right before the holidays. And then again, like in the springtime, if you declutter twice a year, that's going to help prevent things from building back up in your home. Um, mm. And on the flip side of that, I would say don't really declutter more than like four times a year, because at that point, it's almost going to be another distraction for you. Like you're not enjoying the mm. space that's there. So again, minimum of two times a year, maximum of four times a year. And then I also would just say for women, especially, we always try and do everything ourselves. Um, mm. But this whole process should not be something that, you know, mom is doing or wife is doing all by herself. Um, make sure you get your family involved and get them on track with the schedule. And especially children, it is so amazing when they have a system in place, how easy it is for them to follow along too. So there shouldn't be any excuses anymore. Everyone can pitch in. I love that. Yeah, because I, I think that's, such a cool way to put it because then it becomes more of like a family culture rather than, yes. oh my gosh, we have to get rid of all this stuff. And then you're just going through and like bulldozing everybody's things and putting it in a Goodwill bag and, <laughs> and all of that. But yeah, I, like that. yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause then it's more stressful for everybody and causes more tension and the whole thing. Um, I've been there, but I would love to go back to what you said about your schedule because that's something else that you do that I think is wonderful in the organization world is you not only help people organize their homes, but you do help people organize their schedule and how they spend their time. And that's such a huge piece of it that I also feel is overlooked a lot of the time. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So again, just kind of going back to, you know, it's hard when you look at your own schedule sometimes to figure out what is a priority, but I like to, you know, if people are having a hard time with that, I like to, you know, look at their schedules and say, okay, what if maybe, you know, if this isn't that important, if we removed that and, you know, you had time then at home or time to do this for yourself, it makes it so much easier and they don't feel like they're overrun all the time. 
Right. Absolutely. So like if somebody was just starting this process and you were coming to their home and you're helping them organize, what are some of the first steps that you would help them do? Like, is there a certain method that you follow with organizing? Like, do you walk people through it or do you go room by room? Like, what do you feel like is the most sustainable way to get started and then maintain organization? I would say, um, usually I try to tell people just to focus on one area or project at a time, um, because it does, it just becomes too overwhelming if you're trying to do multiple spaces at one time. So usually, you know, if they want to like have a closet done, that will just be one organizing and decluttering session. And we'll go through, and I always work with them to just look at everything. We'll put things in categories. Um, and then talk through what they want to keep, what they want to donate. And then from there, we're able to, you know, go along with the vision that they have for the space, put everything back together and put it back nice and neat, and then come up with a system that they can maintain for the long run. I love that. So kind of circling back to the financial piece too. I feel like sometimes when I look at the Pinterest organization things or like all the aesthetic rooms on Instagram, it can almost be overwhelming. Like the amount of organization tools or like storage things that people use. And I'm like, I love that, but I don't even know where I would put that or how that would work in my home. And so for you, what do you recommend for people? Like, are there certain things that you'd say, yes, this is a great investment if you want to organize this space? Or like, are there certain products or tools that you'd recommend for people to make the investment versus like, don't spend your money on this? <laughs> yeah. So I would say, um, first of all, when you're thinking about buying, um, whether it's baskets, bins, or just different organizing tools, you want to consider first, like you said, is this useful? Um, there are so many cute things out there and trust me all I get caught up. Like my husband laughs at me when we go to the store. Cause I got to walk down all the organizing aisles. Yes. Um, yes. But is it practical? You know, if you see this really cute shoe organizer and it holds 10 pairs of shoes, but you're keeping 15, like that is not going to be a helpful product for you. Cause you're still going to have stuff laying out. And then the next thing is, yeah, watch your prices because there are some really expensive options out there these days that honestly, I think you can find just as effective products, you know, somewhere else. I know in my own home, um, I use a lot of stuff from like Walmart or Target. And I even love the dollar store has great baskets. Like my whole pantry is basically from the dollar store. And I think I spent That's like amazing. $13 on it. Yeah. So definitely that. Um, I also have found some great baskets and things at like secondhand stores. But again, just make sure it's useful because sometimes we get caught up and oh, it's a great deal, but make sure you actually are going to use it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so true. I have gotten caught up there sometimes where I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like what a cute little basket. I could use this for this, this, or this. And months later, it's just like sitting out still waiting for a home. And then I'm like, and then I just wasted money on it and it's not even useful. It's not practical. And so that is something that I've like started to think more about is like, okay, 
wait until I know exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> or if there's something like, oh, if I had this, it would make my life easier as far as organizing, you know, my son's room or the kitchen or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's so true. I fall into that all the time. Maybe it's because I love organizing stuff too, but you know. Um, yeah. So this just this question just popped into my mind and I'd love to hear your thoughts because I feel like some of the struggle for me, um, like when my husband and I first got married and it was our first space to really make our own, I really got sucked into the aesthetic Instagram worthy look of things rather than the practicality. And I talk to a lot of people who feel the same way. They're like, oh, I just want my space to be cute. Like, I just, I, I don't want to do this, this, and this, cause I don't have a cute home. Like I can't do that. I can't have people over cause it's not pretty or whatever. Like, how do you talk to women about that? Like not getting into comparison over like what somebody else has, even kind of going back to what you were touching on in the beginning about like God's desire for us. It's not about having Instagram worthy, everything. It's about having a space that, that actually serves your needs. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I think first, like from a practical standpoint, you know, it's okay. Like eventually if you want to, you know, have that really nice look, that's okay. But don't start out there. Like don't sit around just waiting to have the money for that. You know, go to the dollar store, get the baskets. You can always upgrade later. Um, so definitely don't let that be the reason that's standing in front of you. And then as far as not comparing yourself to other women, I think it just comes back to something my mom always used to say to me when I would worry about, you know, what other people would think. She would go, oh, but do you think about other people like that? And that was always so eye-opening to me. And it's mm -hmm. the same way. Like, we are not walking into our friends' homes or our family's homes and thinking, oh, you know this is nice, but I really wish they had, you know, matching labels on all their baskets. Like we just don't do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I would say to women is like, just consider that like, that is not what people are looking at when they're coming into your home. They're there to see you and to enjoy the time. That's such good advice because it's true. I get caught up in that a lot where it's like, you know, Oh, I don't want to have people over. I don't want to host a small group in our house or like, it's embarrassing. Like it's not super pretty and clean. Like it's kind of cluttered and random and messy and full of Facebook marketplace furniture. And I've just gradually started to kind of get over that. And then I realized, yeah, nobody cares as much as I do how it looks. It's so silly how hung up I can get on that and how much time and energy I can put into making something look aesthetically pleasing that in the scheme of things, like no one's probably going to even notice or care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I would love to know before we go, is there anything else specific, like advice or encouragement you'd want to give to the women who are listening, who are like, I just feel overwhelmed in my life. Like I want this. I want the organization. I want to be able to use my time well and like just be able to focus on what God wants me to do in the season, not be overwhelmed by all the other stuff. What, what would you say to them? Yeah. So I would just say, you know, if that's you and you feel like you're just overwhelmed with a lot of things in life, start with organizing and decluttering. Like I promise you when you feel like you're in control of your space instead of your space controlling you, you're going to feel so motivated to go and change all the other areas of your life. And if you're thinking, okay, yeah, that's great. Like I want to start, but the process seems overwhelming. I don't have the time and energy for that. 
like, please reach out to me. I'm here to help you. I want to support you and I want you to succeed. So please just visit my website and we'll set up a free consultation and talk all about your space. I love that. Yes, you guys, I'm actually so excited. I'm going to be working with Abby soon as we are in some transitions currently. And I'm just, I'm so ready. I've never had somebody come and like, look at my space, honestly. And I don't know if you've heard women say this to you before, but it's, it's like vulnerable a little bit. Like when you were saying, Hey, would you send me pictures? I was like, Oh my gosh, my house looks like a mess. I don't want you to see it, but I need help. And so I, I just love that you create a safe space for women to just share their life and their home with you. And then you help them streamline and like actually create, make it a space that serves their goals, serves their family, serves whatever season they're in. So you mentioned your website. Will you please tell everybody what it is, where they can connect with you and work with you? Yes, it is www.truetreasureorganization.com. And there's a link on there that you can click on. And that schedules a free virtual consultation um, where we can talk about everything. And it is totally no judgment, like Hannah was just saying. A lot of times people will say, oh, you know, let me clean up before I send you pictures or before I show you. And that defeats the purpose, y'all. Like, right. so don't worry about that. Yeah, that's so funny. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, wait a minute. I should like organize this before I send it to her. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, like that's what she's here to help me do. And yes. I feel like as women, sometimes it's so hard to like let people into that where we feel like this is my space. I should have control. It's really scary sometimes to let people in, but I just think the work that you're doing to help women like get free from all the clutter, just not only in their space, but in their mind and their schedule, the way that they're spending their time so that they can actually show up for the things that are the most important. Like it's just amazing. So thank you so much for what you do. And I'm just so excited to just continue to hear all the stories and, and experience it myself too, working with you. <laughs> Yes, I'm looking forward to it too. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.